welcome to the Pride and Prejudice Minute by Minute podcast, where we discuss the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice Minute by Minute. I am Susanna. And I am Sandra. And today we're going to talk about minute number four, which is from about minute 330 to 4.30. What did we see in the previous episode? Uh, Last minute, it was episode three. We met Mr. and Mrs. Bennett for the first time. And we joined Lizzie, Lydia, Kitty and Jane while they were listening in at the door to Mr. and Mrs. Bennett's conversation. And there we learned that uh, there is a Mr. Bingley in town and he earns 5,000 a year. And today we are continuing that excitement. Yes. Um... Mr. Bennett is kind of teasing them, avoiding uh, the questions um, of how he should meet everyone. Um, and then actually reveals that he has already met Mr. Bingley. Um, so that they're ready to meet them uh, at any time. Uh, everyone kind of crowds around him. And um, now the girls have a ton of questions. And yeah, most importantly, is Mr. Bingley coming to the ball? Yes. And we end the minute with um, Mr. Bennett confirming that that is indeed the case. And the whole room just erupting. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. I noticed that while I was uh, making uh, notes for this episode, it was very hard to do it in a chronological order because there's so much happening in this one minute because everyone is so excited. So I'm like, am I putting this down now or for later or do I follow this line? So yeah, everyone's excited. Everyone's talking. Um, Everyone's excited that apparently they have already been acquainted to Mr. Bingley or at least Mr. Bennett is. And that's the one that matters (laughs) because patriarchy. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so we start the minute uh, while we're still at the door. Um, We're still listening in. And Mrs. Bennett, she kind of spots us. She she looks right at us because we're Mm -hmm. looking through that door. And she rolls her eyes like, oh, here they go again, (laughs) listening at (laughs) the door. How many times have have I told them? (laughs) But here we are. (laughs) Uh, He is clearly a dad with several children who... Don't always listen to what he has to say. (laughs) Uh, And then Mr. Bennett opens the door and his reaction is, good heavens, people. (laughs) I find it so funny. (laughs) And that would be me if I were him with, (laughs) what was it, five daughters? (laughs) Exactly. And then he kind of trails out into the living room um, with everyone kind of following him. Yeah. I especially love that Mary was still at her uh, pianoforte and just kind of sees everyone standing up and yeah. uh, following her dad. And then she kind of just joins them because, okay, apparently things are happening. Things are happening, yeah. <laughs> because Mary was the only one who wasn't actually listening in at the door. That's true, yeah. It's funny because uh, during this whole thing, Mary is kind of hanging behind the whole, the whole other group. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she doesn't really know what 
what things are are about. So you can you can hear her asking like who who is it this about and no no one answers her. Um, no, because they have more important things to do. Okay, yeah. it's like okay, Mary will give you the recap, but we know Mister Blingley is rich. But is he handsome? Is he kind? You know? The real question. <laughs> is he husband material? <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's the whole thing. Um, and then Lizzie is mostly the more, you know, casual or the most realistic of the ones that, of all the girls that kind of just goes like, you know, he has 5,000 a year. So it doesn't matter if he's handsome or amiable, um, you know, <laughs> he is rich. Yeah. And we kind of need that. Yeah. And I think this um, whole scene uh, plays mostly plays out in their sitting room, uh, which we now yeah. see for the first time. Um, and Mr. Bennett, he just sits down to read his newspaper or something. Uh, but of course, all the women are standing around uh, demanding answers. Um, but uh, Lizzie is the one that just flops onto the couch with her pillow and she's just settling. So like, okay, tell me this good story. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, while the other ones, they're still standing around and they're all too excited to even sit down, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's also cute because... While the uh, other sisters are all very excited, uh, Lizzie is, she's also excited, but she's she's like excited for their excitement as well, because she's smiling mm-hmm. and beaming up at them, and it's, it's really cute. Yeah. I also think that Mr. Bennett, you know, walking away, getting his newspaper uh, thing out, is all kind of an act, because that's the thing that you kind of notice between Mr. Bennett and Mrs. Bennett, um, that their whole dynamic is him just kind of, you know, doing his thing and complaining Mm -hmm. and gently teasing her and Mrs. Bennett being completely over the top um, and excitable. um, And, you know, that's their whole thing, um, which, you know, he does say, you know... um, or she says, um, oh, Mr. Bennett, how could you tease me so? Uh, have you no compassion for your poor, for my poor nerves? And basically he's like, no, no, I have my highest respect for your nerves. They've been my constant companion throughout the years. <laughs> I feel like this is how my boyfriend must feel sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like tolerating and it... They have a lovely relationship yeah. where she panics and he just kind of goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and kind of makes pokes fun of her for that. Um, yeah. But it's all good natured. It doesn't feel like mean or mean-spirited or cruel that he does it. It's honestly just them kind of it's playing just, a game. Yeah, it's just married life for them. Yeah, yeah just their interaction. Um and I do think that they actually make a very good couple. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they really... They complement each other. They complement uh, each other, yes. Yeah, I, and that is kind of also a thing that I wanted to talk about. Because was that them from the beginning? Um, yeah. Clearly, they've had this kind of relationship for a while. They're very comfortable with each other, teasing each other. Um, or at least he teasing her mostly. Yeah, it hasn't <laughs> always been that way. But was that the same at the be- beginning? Did they marry for love or was it just a 
circumstances yeah yeah or just circumstances my guess that's i think my guess is that it was um just the best possible match um but that they i think most people in these situations would try to get along with each other yeah Uh, and i think Mr. Bennett is a very laid-back man, and I think he he can get along with most people, luckily. Um, And, you know, like you said, he finds joy in her nervous actions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and you need, you know, for uh, all that we know, she could have had had another, um, a different husband, and he would not have been able to handle that Mm. at all. So I think, yeah, they're, they're a really good match in the end. So that's lucky. I mean, you know, the fact that they have five daughters oh, yeah. kind of tells that they had a decent married yeah. life until now because they've clearly had sex. <laughs> and I, I mean, that sounds kind of weird, but I'm sure there were couples that had it differently in Absolutely. those times yeah. um, when the match wasn't as well suited and they weren't actually that in, you know, interested in each other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they are very good, but it also kind of reflects something that is, that has to do with marriages in general of that time. Um, you know, in this time, or at least in Pride and Prejudice, it become and Austin in general, it's a lot of marrying for love versus marrying the best possible candidate, candidate, because, you know money is kind of important these are all kind of higher class ladies yeah and it feels like uh, they're doing a very revolutionist thing like they're really ahead of their time in marrying for love instead of uh, marrying for status mm-hmm. i mean you know there are people that marry for status um yeah in this story as well oh like, I, I thought you were gonna say in this time as well like or modern current time but yeah that's also still true oh in this time as well <laughs> Some yeah people love money more than actual love <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and i do think that um back then it was you know of course it was great if you were romantically interested in um your husband and it became more and more of an ideal but it wasn't a necessity no like if you could just combine your assets and you know live comfortably yeah that was fine as well like charlotte yeah and but i mean we'll see later in the movie kind of just marries because you know she was already getting close to being old maid yeah which She's younger than I am, but it's okay. It's okay. It's it's fine. <laughs> but in the end, she just decides. Okay, you know, Mr. Collins is the best I'm gonna get, pretty much. So yeah, and I think she also she's happy in that decision yeah. that she made. But of course, we'll get into that more in depth Absolutely. later because I I really do like her decision. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, meanwhile, um, Lizzie and. Um, Jane kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, that it's of course it's um this entire book is a fairy tale. I mean, yeah, actually, I mean it's just uh, how how many times are you going to find two guys who are both rich mm-hmm. and good men and good looking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I do think, and that's relating back to the minute, um, to this minute, is that the first thing they learn is he's rich. Yep. Okay, that's the most important part. We're going to hold on to that. 
Now the rest, okay? Is he handsome? <laughs> Excellent. Is he amiable? Those are those are all the bonuses. Yeah, those are the questions. He's already a catch because he's rich. Exactly. And all the rest is, you know, a nice bonus. Okay, he's young, he's handsome. And we he's don't rich. know that. I mean, Mr. we now. don't know that. Mr. Bennett doesn't answer any questions <laughs> except the last one. You yeah. know, is he coming to the ball? <laughs> Maybe he's just like, I, I do not dare say if he is handsome or not because I cannot... Uh, judge that on the level that they do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that... I think anyone could see that they are both very handsome. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think uh, the funny thing that I noticed as well is that um, at this point where the, all the questions are asked, like, is he amiable? Is he handsome? Mary is standing in the doorway and she's asking, who? Who is handsome? Uh, but there's also some handmaidens standing behind her. They are just like looking in like, what is the gossip? T- tell us the go- yeah. gossip. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. If you were working for a family like the Bennets, their romantic escapades kind of become your own. Yeah. Because, you know, the downstairs people, I mean, I think the Bennet house is small enough not to really mm. have yeah, an upstairs a downstairs. and a downstairs. Yeah. But... Let's keep it, you know, with terms that I'm familiar with. <laughs> with Downton Abbey terms. <laughs> I haven't even watched Downton Abbey, but I know the term. I am very familiar with all the uh, other... For, for big houses. Yeah, big yeah houses. for big houses, mm-hmm. downstairs was yes. kind of the thing. Um, but, you know, they themselves, if they married, generally did it at a later time because first they worked, had to... Um, get in and then married someone either they found working in the house as well or that their parents arranged for them so i think it's terribly terribly exciting if you just you know a maid and um you kind of hear all the young mistresses getting yeah. very excited about some guy. And you kind of also want to know. Yeah, but if you imagine, uh, you can compare this uh, because they are like the rock stars of this current time. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we are, as normal human mortals, <laughs> we are sometimes imagining us. Like, what if we met this celebrity uh, on an off chance yeah. and maybe we could get friends or more. Uh, and I think that's the same thing that must be going through the servants' uh, minds. Yeah. No, it, it, it's just really, it's just a really cute scene with all the girls being excited and interested and even Mary, who doesn't really know what's going on, still wants to know what's going on. Yes, <laughs> she wants in on the gossip. Even if she doesn't care that much about it, she still wants to know. And yeah, that that kind of goes over the the next bit that I um, that I noticed is how casual everything is in an almost modern way. And I do think that's intentional because. We talked mm-hmm. before about the intentional chaos that's everywhere. Um, but they wanted to f- make this family look real, which, you know, yeah. means that instead of sitting properly on the sofa, that Lizzie is sitting on it with her knees pulled up against her chest. Um, very yeah. casual, very playful, uh, that all the girls are kind of just, running through uh the house and you know following their father um 
and they're not very uh, polite no. to their father, so to speak. Um, they're just they're just saying what's on their mind. It's a very um, informal relationship. Yeah, that they and have, especially if you compare it to older um, interpretations of Pride and Prejudice or the uh, original book themselves. There was always this sense of decorum, like not not mm-hmm. always that pronounced. But it's still something that you had to be polite, you had to be respectful um, as much as you could and keep in mind all those different social cues and everything. And that might be more realistic given the same, but also there are five, these are five young girls and their mother who, you know, just found out about something terribly exciting and who want (laughs) to know the tea. (laughs) Yeah. So it it just feels so lively, so casual and modern and I yeah. I love that. I really love that it just feels so close to how it would happen in a household in modern times. Yeah, and I think that really helps uh, relate us to the characters yeah. on screen. And you know, Lizzie is kind of our point of view character. Yeah. And she's you know, the one who's, aside from Mary, who doesn't know what's going on, who's the least excited, who's more, oh God, here they go again. Yeah, and I think that the thing she literally says, because I don't think, we, we did mention that, uh, it is mentioned that, okay, well, if he has 5,000 a year, it wouldn't matter if he had wars. <laughs> so, like, literally, he can be ugly as I, I shall not swear. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is a kid friendly podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but if he has 5,000 a year, it doesn't really matter how he looks like or how he acts like. Um, it's good Marius material. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of points at how silly it is, how, how excited everyone else is by it. Yeah. Which, on one hand, is understandable. On the other hand, I kind of feel that Lizzie is also not really in the right, making kind of kind of poking fun of them mm-hmm. because it is a very important thing. Yeah, but I think it's. Uh, I don't think I didn't read it so much as that she's poking fun of them, but more. Um, I like I said before. I think she's genuinely very happy for her sisters, mm-hmm. but she's not that interested herself. I think she just wants to spend some more time in nature with her books. That she's not really ready, uh, ready for marriage yet. Marriage? No, marriage. I hate that word. It's fine. <laughs> we already warned them in the first episode. Yeah. We can say what we like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we can go full stinko Lenengels. <laughs> <laughs> But we won't to spare you all. We'll try. I will try my very best. <laughs> uh, anyway, back on track. Yes. Uh, Mr. Bennett, he says, I will give my hearty consent to his marrying whichever girl he chooses. Uh, that implies a lot. Because first it implies that he's fine just uh, with everyone marrying him. It's just like he's, he's good enough of a candidate. Uh, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it also says to his marrying whichever the girl he chooses it's it's such a it implies so much of the male having uh to choose in the end instead of just both parties consenting but it's of course we we see this later as well with mr collins uh where he just comes to pick a bride like 
<laughs> the whole idea yeah, is no, just... Yeah, no, I like that one. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, s- sadly, those times are yep. kind of, you know, terribly sexist. Yep. Still. Uh, so this line, I mean, it doesn't look like much, but it does imply the sexism already. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um but also putting himself a bit of a neutral ground mm-hmm. because obviously the girls are kind of competing mm-hmm. for Mr. Bingley's attention because yeah. 5,000 a year. <laughs> we already checked. That's like half a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's also kind of just saying, okay, whichever one he likes, uh, you know. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm not preferring any of you over the other. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, but he does also imply that the youngest ones would also be good. But I think uh, he knows that probably the youngest are not. Uh, they don't stand as much as a chance as mm-hmm. uh, Jane and uh, Lizzie do. No, exactly. But it, it, yeah. But on the other hand, if he does decide that the fifteen-year-old um, is his choice, <laughs> then yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, do what you gotta do, even though that's very sketchy, even in those times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, indeed. I have no idea how old Mister Bigley is. Actually, I should look that up for next episode. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think he'll be. In his late 20s, maybe yeah. early 30s. Yeah, I think so as well. But I think the book and the movies, make, there's definitely a difference there, I think. But I'm not sure. I should look at it. I up. mean, neither neither Miss Le- Mr. Bingley or Mr. Darcy is supposed to be that much older yeah. than uh, Lizzie and Jane. As far as I can remember, okay. which, you know... Don't quote me on it. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling that usually there was uh, a little bit of an age gap, but I am not sure because, uh, like we said before, this is more of a fairy tale, so it would be ideal if the age would also match up. So that's that's a very high possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they're similar, probably a little bit older. Yeah. that That's my bet for it. So, you know, Jane and Lizzie are... I think 20... I think it's mentioned later on. Yes, something in their early 20s, late teens. Maybe we should either now look it up or (laughs) because we cannot leave listeners in... in Oh God, yes. Or maybe they're all just yelling now at us like, no, this is the age. (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners. We did not do our research beforehand. Let's (laughs) see. Oh, Lizzie is 20. Um, So Jane is probably... 21 or 22 um and mr darcy actually also said there is 28 so i was right oh nice um i'm not sure if mr bingley is how old is mr bingley oh uh mr bingley is 23 at the beginning of the novel oh a baby so you know i am so glad that we have the internet and don't have to do all the research (laughs) (laughs) i can just google mr bingley age (laughs) ah long live the internet anyway yeah so they're very close in age and that's all great um, yeah, I think then we come to the last part in this minute is where everything falls completely quiet. Uh, I think beforehand there's a lot of noise because everyone's talking, but there's also I think there's background music in there. Uh, and then, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Lydia asks, "So will he come to the ball tomorrow?" And everything just goes quiet, just for a second, but it just feels so like, "Oh, here's the moment, the real question we've all been waiting yes. for." 
you can even hear a bird chirping outside. <laughs> and you know, then uh, Mr. Bennett actually confirms. Yeah. And everyone uh, is excited and suddenly there's also background music again. Yeah, it and, just swells which up. starts swelling. Um, so it's very jubilant. Like, yes, we're getting a chance to meet him in a casual party setting. Yes. Really. And, you know, what happens at parties? <laughs> <laughs> Introductions. Woo. <laughs> mm. Someone might show off an ankle. <laughs> <laughs> wild. Completely wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, let, let's turn it down. This is not Bridgerton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I love Bridgerton, but it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> this is Austin. No sex in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh. Probably in the next adaption. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. You know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think that's where we leave this minute. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think we kind of discussed everything uh, I saw. So that was great. Yep, this was a fun minute. And I think the next one is going to be so fun with all the excitement going around. And I already had a peek at the next minute. This is where we actually already entered the ball Woo! party yeah but it's so it's it's a minute five it's it happens so fast in my uh imagination it just happens it's like a calm opening and i know that but i feel like it's much later like 50 minutes in but no it's five minutes in we just start with a party i mean a great way to start because we need we introduced the ladies now we need the men <laughs> yes show us <laughs> Yeah, so I am very much looking forward to next episode. Yeah, me too. If you want to look us up, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name PMP Minutes. Um, I've been Susanna. And I've been Sandra. Have a lovely day. <laughs> and see you next time. Goodbye.